Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals, an upbeat podcast about deadbeat crims. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid crimes and criminals in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, I'll be talking about an Irish reality TV contestant who was charged after masturbating in front of a 12-year-old girl, but he claimed he was just strumming a miniature guitar. As well as the bizarre capture of a fugitive on the run from the law after losing her legs in a shootout with the cops at a Florida Burger King, and much more. Alrighty, let's get cracking. Belfast native Jeffrey Anderson got his 15 minutes of fame in 2012 when he appeared on the singing competition Andrew Lloyd Webber's Superstar. As the 22-year-old was the youngest contestant and he was going for the Jesus look with long hair and a beard carefully trimmed to look effortless, he was given the nickname Baby Jesus. He didn't win, but he ended up touring with the production of Jesus Christ Superstar as an understudy. In 2014, he appeared as a contestant on the reality singing competition The Voice, but did not make it past the audition stage. In October this year, the now 31-year-old fronted court on charges of committing a lewd act and outraging public decency for masturbating in the front seat of his mother's BMW in front of a 12-year-old girl. His defence was that he wasn't jerking off, he was just playing a tiny guitar. Now, when I first read that, obviously I thought it was a laughable excuse, but I also assumed the guitar, called a baby Taylor, was the size of a chicken leg or something like that. But baby Taylors are not tiny at all. They're bigger than a ukulele, which just makes this whole case even more ridiculous. Belfast Crown Court heard that on June 20th, 2018, Anderson had exposed himself and stimulated his penis while sitting in his mother's blue BMW, which was parked close to a number of schools. According to Anderson, he was parked on the street near the Lyric Theatre in Belfast, hoping to catch up with a friend who was rehearsing there. He said he sat in the car on St Jude's Parade talking to friends on the phone. Then he got out and smoked a cigarette before getting his baby Taylor guitar from the boot, hopping back in the car and playing it. He claimed that the 12-year-old girl had mistaken him playing the mini guitar for jerking off as it would have produced a similar motion. He told the court, The bottom line is that I know for a fact I was not exposed and I was not performing a sex act in my mother's car on that day. <laughs> Not on that day, sure. When questioned about what the girl could have seen, Anderson claimed that he had a hair bobble wrapped around the top of his thumb. He said, I believe the bobble around the thumb would have made the top of my thumb a redder colour and I believe that's what could have been mistaken for a penis. Okay, sure, thumb dick. The girl may have been only 12 at the time, but she probably knew you can't move your penis the way that you move your hand when strumming a guitar. And this contradicts what he said earlier about strumming a guitar having a similar motion to shaking hands with Dr. Winky. The girl, who is now 16, testified in court about the incident. 
She said, it was a really fancy sports car, and as I walked past it, a man just caught my eye. His seat was completely rolled back, and I could see his bottom half, which was naked. He had his pants down, and he was rubbing his penis. While cross-examining the girl, Anderson's barrister, that his extremely wealthy and powerful entrepreneur father probably hired for him, condescendingly suggested that the schoolgirl had put two and two together and come up with six. She was adamant that was not the case and replied, I know what I saw, and I saw the lower half of his body. I saw his hand, and I saw him performing a sex act. The girl said the experience made her feel worried and uncomfortable, so she went home and told her mother about it. Her mum then drove to St. Jude's Parade to take a photo of the license plate of the BMW, which was still parked there, and reported the incident to the police. Anderson was questioned by the cops the next day. This case has a big but not overly surprising twist. It wasn't until just before Anderson gave evidence in court that the jury was told he had previous convictions for voyeurism. At the time, the Irish News reported Anderson was charged with theft, three counts of possessing an indecent image of a child in 2013, and two counts of indecent assault on children between 2005 and 2007. He also faced 10 counts of voyeurism between August 2005 and August 2013. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anderson's defense negotiated a deal to plead guilty to some of the charges, no doubt to get the child porn and child assault charges dropped. According to the BBC, in court, Anderson confessed to recording a female doing a private act, knowing she did not consent to being recorded, as well as 10 counts of voyeurism against 10 women between April 2005 and August 2013. And he admitted to sexually assaulting one of his victims in 2012 and assaulting a woman occasioning actual bodily harm in 2015. Jesus wept. Detective Chief Inspector Ian Wilson said, Jeffrey Anderson secretly filmed his victims over a nine-year period. He carried out these heinous acts purely for his own sexual gratification. The judge in that case noted that Anderson had acted in a coercive and controlling manner. He added that the victims had been subverted by him as a means of achieving sexual gratification and the fact some victims had been recorded going to the toilet exacerbated the gross invasion of privacy. For these crimes, Anderson was handed a three-year suspended sentence in July 2018 and put on the sex offender registry for 10 years. Speaking to the BBC, one of his victims said that she was heartbroken by the light sentence he received. 
The probation board stated that they believe there was a medium likelihood Anderson would reoffend, given his criminal planning and premeditation, risk-taking behaviour, and lack of responsibility or self-control. So yeah, they knew there was a likelihood he would reoffend, but they let him off anyway. Hey, his dad's rich, so let's just risk it. Maybe we'll do something about his abhorrent behaviour next time. Jeff Anderson's, I wasn't masturbating on a public street in my mum's car, I was playing a tiny guitar defence, is indeed one of the stupidest excuses I've ever heard for public masturbation. But it's certainly not the only time a daft reason has been offered to explain jerkin' the gherkin in front of an unwitting audience. A Vice article majestically titled, An Incomplete History of Weird Excuses Given by Accused Public Masturbators, offers a few noteworthy cases where the wankers actually got off on the charges. And, well, the other way too, I guess. In December 2010, Stephen Hartzell was arrested for allegedly staring at a woman and masturbating while behind the wheel of a van. Hartzell later told a jury that he had an Arby's sandwich in his lap when he stopped at the intersection and was pulling red onions from the bun, explaining the stroking movements the woman described. He was acquitted. I just find it impossible to imagine that removing purple onion from a bun and spanking the monkey could look like a similar motion. In 2012, in Treasure Coast, Florida, a 34-year-old man who was approached by cops for public masturbation said he was just scratching his testicles because of a nasty case of dicky dermatitis. The man then presented his nuts to an officer who verified the rash, and the man was sent on his merry way. Off you go, champ. In 1973, Reverend Jim Jones was arrested for public masturbation in the bathroom at the Westlake Movie Theatre in LA in front of a police officer. You may know Jones as the leader of the People's Temple, who in 1978 ordered his congregation in Jonestown to drink cyanide-laced grape flavor aid, resulting in the death of 918 people. Jones's excuse for battling the purple-headed yogurt slinger in front of a cop came from his doctor, who told police he had simply been jumping and jogging in place while holding his penis in order to alleviate a problem with his bladder. And just like that, the charges were dropped. In Anderson's tiny guitar masturbation case, the Crown argued that because of his revolting history of sex crimes, he had shown that he had a tendency to engage in criminal acts for his own sexual gratification. But Anderson said in court, I was naive and I made mistakes and I admitted my guilt for those charges. I certainly learned a lesson from that. I admitted my guilt, which was set in stone, but I'm not going to admit guilt for something like this that I haven't done. Seriously, baby sleezus? You more than likely admitted your guilt then because they had so much evidence on you and also to get the child porn and child assault charges dropped. Let's not pretend for a second that there's any nobility in your word, champ. On October 29th this year, the jury of eight men and four women rejected Anderson's claims that he wasn't masturbating in his mother's sports car but simply strumming his miniature guitar and found him guilty of committing a lewd act and outraging public decency. 
Anderson is still awaiting sentencing. Since he didn't have to do any time in the pokey for his previous convictions for sexual assault and assault occasioning actual bodily harm, it's probably unlikely he'll get time for this either. One thing's for sure, though. His father's wealth and influence will likely get him the best justice money can buy. 1090, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On May 22nd, 2015, Florida woman Crystal Lee Anderson furiously marched into a Burger King in Okoe to confront her brother who worked there over a dispute that they were having. 36-year-old habitual drug user Crystal was armed with a BB gun and apparently got violent with her brother. Lieutenant Mike Bryant told WFTV at the time, oh, I'd got to the point where she got so impatient she grabbed him at a counter while he was working. She grabbed a hold of him and a push-and-shove match went on. Crystal then allegedly locked the Burger King's doors and held staff hostage inside while she fought with her brother. When an officer arrived and told her to drop her weapon, Crystal instead pointed the firearm at him. The officer, who said he was in fear not only for his own life, but also the lives of the frightened employees, fired his weapon, hitting Crystal in both legs. She was taken to Orlando Regional Medical Center, where her legs had to be amputated. Crystal was booked on charges of armed kidnapping, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon on a law enforcement officer, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and false imprisonment. However, instead of showing up for her court dates, she went on the run. Oxygen.com reported that US Marshals were tipped off about Crystal's location and told she was staying at her 48-year-old boyfriend John Carr's place in Winter Haven, Florida. In May 2018, Polk County Sheriff's deputies and U.S. Marshals knocked on John's door. When they asked to speak to Crystal, he told them she wasn't there. But the problem was that the authorities had seen him putting her legless body into a large Tupperware container and hiding it through the window of the residence before they knocked. After they barged in and headed straight for her hiding place, she surrendered without incident. Crystal was booked on the same charge as she received for the Burger King shootout. Her boyfriend, John, faced a resisting arrest charge for allegedly trying to hide her. I think the moral of this story is, don't hide your fugitive girlfriend in a Tupperware container in full view of sheriff's deputies and US marshals. I'm worried now you're going to take a report, Dennis. Now it's time for Legend of the Week. After talking about dumb criminals all episode, I'd like to highlight a hero, two-legged or otherwise, who went out of their way to help stop a crime. 
In September last year, Kim Santos and her three-year-old daughter were attacked in the parking lot of their apartment complex in Elk Grove, California by a masked man. Kim said she'll never forget the look in his eyes and that everything that happened felt like it was in slow motion. Kim told Fox 40 she pushed her daughter aside to shield her from the impending assault as the man came at her full force, leaving her covered in bruises. When the man turned his attention to her daughter, she said she went all out to protect her. She said, When he had grabbed both her and me, that's when I kicked and kicked and I started punching, you know, because in my mind I was like, no, this is not happening. I couldn't scream yet. She could hear her daughter crying nearby as she courageously fought off the attacker, who eventually gave up and ran away. Elk Grove Police Department spokeswoman Hannah Gray said the decision to fight may have saved their lives. She told the media, She did everything she could in that moment and we would encourage everyone to do the same. Kim credits the way she reacted to the attack to her intuition and instinct. She stated, If you get that tingly feeling that you know that your intuition is saying something's wrong, that energy that you feel inside, like something's wrong, something's following you, look around, pay attention, because that's what's going to save you. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. A 59-year-old man has been heralded as Austria's dumbest criminal after he walked into a police station in Vienna and asked the cops whether or not he was a wanted man. The police figured nobody who was actually wanted by the law would ever do something like that rather than, say, phone them to ask. But to humour the man, the police went and checked for him. After looking into it, officers discovered that there was in fact an arrest warrant out for the man as he was under suspicion on four counts of embezzlement and fraud. The not-so-clever criminal was arrested on the spot. A 67-year-old man named Ian Muskamp stole £33,000 from a church in the UK and spent it all on adult websites so he could pursue women. Ian was the treasurer at Bolton St. Helens Road Methodist Church and he used his position to forge signatures on cheques to withdraw cash from the church's accounts for his racy hobby over a two-and-a-half-year period. Ironically, while Ian was conning the congregation, he was also being conned himself. Jessica, one of the women he spoke to online and sent a lot of money to, turned out to be a man posing as a woman to catfish men like Ian. In court, prosecutors said Ian's crimes caused a lot of problems for the church as future building plans had to be put on hold. Ian pled guilty to three fraud charges. After telling him, there is a saying, there is no fool like an old fool, and you are living proof of that, the judge handed him a suspended sentence. No, I put myself out down there. I'm clear. 
A man nicknamed Germany's dumbest bank robber has been sentenced to four years in prison after he tried to rob a bank wearing a sack on his head that he couldn't see out of as it didn't have any eye holes in it. The man walked into the bank with a thick canvas bag on his head, wielding a plastic knife and a toy gun, not only drawing attention to himself, but also bumping into customers. When it came time to threaten the employees and demand they give him all the bank's money, he had to lift the sack off his head, revealing his face, so they could understand what he was saying. The tellers told him the money was in the safe and the bank manager, who was the only person who could open it, was not in the branch at the time. So the man ran off empty-handed. A police spokesman told the media he lifted the mask and looked straight into the camera. He was quickly identified and arrested a day later. He was a real amateur. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thank you to Extra Extra Large Historian and Gary from Truck Stop Murder Podcast for doing just that. If you'd like more dumb criminals in your life, you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. I released a special patron-only episode last week. It was about a dodgy psychic who fleeced a woman out of tens of thousands of dollars by telling her that her daughter would die if she didn't banish a demon that possessed her as well as an Englishman who embarked on a period of intense stalking threats and other dark-sided actions to get revenge on his former girlfriend for having the nerve to break up with him, and much more. If you'd like to support the show and get access to ad-free episodes, monthly bonus episodes, and a variety of merchandise, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. I'd like to give a big thank you to this week's new patrons, Kirsten Housel and Danielle. Thank you so much for your support. Stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo from my friend Heather's true crime podcast, Nature vs. Narcissism. Till next week, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do... Don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. Have you ever wondered who is considered the Ted Bundy of another country? What about the female serial killers of the world? Or the necrophiles of the world? Have you ever asked yourself why you find serial killers fascinating? Or perhaps, what makes women become infatuated with killers who are in prison? What about this obsession so many people have with true crime in general? If you're anything like me, then you're fascinated with the minds of criminals. You want to know what makes them tick, what makes them different from me. Why do they commit such egregious crimes? Is it nature? Nurture? Or plain old narcissism? Each week, we'll discuss a topic related to true crime and the psychology of killers. Then, we'll break down a case or a serial killer in a two-parter. 
Part one will be the case details and overview of the facts about the case and or killer. And part two will be the discussion about the case or killer. In part two, there will be a conversation about what we found interesting, shocking, or odd in part one, and our opinions and our thoughts as to why we think that criminal or killer committed their crimes. Look, we're not professionals, but we sure do love to give our opinions and share our perspectives on the cases and criminals. So, if you're interested in that kind of thing, come join us on Fridays and Saturdays for the two-parters, then join in on the conversation. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform, as well as all social media sites. You can also visit www.natureversusnarcissism.com. But until next time, stay inside, stay alive, and... Don't call the cops. Or do. Yeah, you should definitely call the cops. Bye! Bye. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.